Late Night Conversations. Late Night Conversations. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Late Night Conversations on SAFM. My name is Patricia Ntuli. Right now, we are looking at payment holidays for people who are paying maintenance. Joining us today, we've got Shani Faniger, who's a Senior Associate and Family Law Specialist at Adams and Adams Attorneys. Thank you very much for joining us, Shani. Evening, it's lovely to be here with you. It is definitely wonderful to have you. Look, Shani, the social media pages and all tabloid newspapers have been abuzz with what's going on with a celebrity couple that has broken up. And we've been looking at issues of maintenance and claims for um, upkeep. And um, I'm talking uh, with the case of Entle Mbali and uh, Black Coffee. And Entle has apparently mm-hmm. been demanding um, over $4 million for from uh, Black Coffee to cover legal fees and also her maintenance and um, her makeup or her cosmetics, as she puts it, or as it has been written. And it seems, and also maintaining their children. Now, it seems that this current COVID-19 pandemic, yes, for the rich and famous and those who have, is an easier time because you are aware of what's in the bank account or in the kitty when it comes to, um, you know, couples that have the money or are in the limelight. But for many couples and for many people who are paying maintenance, they've been using the fact that there has been COVID-19 and we have been under lockdown as a, a scapegoat to not pay maintenance. And this has caused more vulnerability when it comes to children and women who are dependent on those who pay maintenance. Let's talk about this. What does the law say about this, Shani? Unfortunately, there is no such thing as a payment holiday for maintenance. Your car will still be able to drive after three months of non-payment. But unfortunately, after three months of not paying maintenance, a child would have starved to death. Unfortunately, the current state of disaster does not amend a court order that is in place for maintenance, and individuals cannot simply cry COVID-19 as an excuse to stop making payments in terms of a court order. Now, Shani, in, in, in terms of the court order process, let's say I'm one of those people who was expecting uh, a, a maintenance payout every month and maybe for the past two months I haven't received it. What is it that I can do legally to make sure that I get the much-needed assistance? There's a few options. I, however, always advise my clients to, before rushing to a court, to try and meet with the party who is liable to pay maintenance and try and negotiate a, you know, a, a way to go forward. If that is not possible, the options are either to issue a writ of execution for the arrear maintenance or even approach a court with a contempt of court application in which a court compels the individual to make payments. And what happens in the case that if you try to have a a civil or uh, an amicable discussion with the actual um, party that needs to pay maintenance and you find that that person has not had an income because this is the case for a lot of people during this lockdown period, then what? That is unfortunate. However, what we have seen in practice is that people simply stop making payment of maintenance to their ex-wives and children. However, they continue to make payment of some of their own luxurious expenses. 
For example, if you are honestly not able to make payment of maintenance to your children, you cannot accept a court to believe that you will still be making payment of your GSTV. So an individual that claims that he's not able to pay maintenance should at the very least decrease his own financial obligations. So would the court then want to see bank statements and the likes in order to prove this? Yes, of course. We approached the court a few weeks ago with an urgent application where the respondent simply ceded to make payment to our client. However, upon a perusal of his bank statements, we noted that he was still paying for his DSTV, he was still paying his own medical aid and spending tons of money at supermarkets while his wife was left with absolutely nothing, not even enough money to buy a bread. Mm. And then what, what happened in this uh, particular case? In that matter, the court found that the state of disaster and the pandemic does not simply declare the order null and void. You still have to maintain payment in accordance with that court order, despite the pandemic. In the event that a respondent is honestly not able to make payment, he should not take the law into his own hands, but rather approach a court with an application to revive the order that was granted previously. This is the SAFM Late Night Conversations. Oh, I'm speaking to Shani Fani Gerg, who is a senior associate and family law specialist at Adams and Adams Attorneys. We are speaking about the fact that there are no payment holidays, in inverted commas, for maintenance payers. Now, Shani, I'd like to also invite everyone at home who's listening, who perhaps might have been waiting for, um, for payment of maintenance or... or, or can't pay maintenance and wants to know what they can do. If you're at home and you'd like to ask your questions, you're more than welcome to. Your uh, You can call 0891-104-207 or 0117144045. You can also WhatsApp us on 0614-104-107 or SMS 41391. Shani, I want to find something out here. And I, I know it comes so natural to most of our tongues to to say that it is he who needs to pay the maintenance. Are there instances where females um, are then set to pay maintenance because the man or the father is the one looking after the children or perhaps the father was a stay-at-home father and now they've uh, split up and she needs to continue maintaining uh, her spouse? Does this ever happen? Yes, it most definitely does. Usually we have men having to pay maintenance but I personally have two matters where I represent a man who is claiming maintenance from his wife. It does happen and each matter must be, you know, determined on based on its own merits and its own facts. So now in, in, the, in, in that case, like, you know, there's a, many at times, and I know we are digressing a bit here from the payment holidays, but I'm trying to get to a point where we, we do show South Africa that there is gender equality. It's just that certain genders need to speak up for themselves. In the case that you are dealing with, where you've got two cases or two matters of males who are claiming for maintenance from their female partners or ex-female partners, who, who stepped up and is the law in favor of these males? Yes, um, unfortunately, those two matters we have not taken far enough to test what the court would find. However, the Maintenance Act is not gender specific and makes provision for maintenance 
to be payable by either a man or a female. In terms of the law, there is no specific gender preference. This is very comforting to know, and I'm sure a lot of our male listeners are clapping hands and saying, yes, at least now we understand that the law is not biased uh, towards females. Now, let's go back uh, to payment holidays. There are no payment holidays for maintenance, according to the courts of law. However, with people who have not received maintenance for the past couple of months, should they then, you know, sometimes people just don't want to talk to each other because they don't Mm -hmm. have that sort of a relationship. Should they then run straight to a lawyer or to the court of law? What should the first thing be? I know you said you'd advise for people to sit down and talk, but in other instances, there is no talking because we can't find common ground. Yes, definitely. I would recommend that you approach an attorney who's a specialist in the field of family law. The attorney can then assist you with either making contact with the person who has to pay maintenance or if that is not an option, then assist you with either issuing a writ of execution or approaching the court for an order and relief. So with these payment holidays, can one, I know in, in the past it was possible for people to have a garnishing order against a partner's uh, income. Um, is this still possible for maintenance in South Africa? The courts have not been using garnishing orders for quite some time, mm. and I must honestly say that that's not a route that we have gone. Lately, the courts are more favoring the approach of a writ of execution for arrear maintenance, in which should a party be in arrears with maintenance, a writ of execution would be issued and property would be executed upon to make payment of those maintenance amounts. Okay, so there are ways uh, to get around it, but the Ganeshi order is definitely not something that is trending, but possible. Yes, it is possible, but it's just an extremely tedious exercise, which in most instances, the cost of appointing an attorney to obtain such an order outweighs the amount of money that the party should receive. I think what people should remember that, unfortunately, attorneys are not for free. And usually when you have clients approaching you for maintenance, it is not people who have millions of money to throw after court cases. Those people are already in a destitute financial position. So I would always recommend to take a route that is the most cost-effective and expeditious. So now when we are talking about costs, when I decide to go to an attorney to seek help and I'm the party that has no income, who will then cover the attorney's cost or will the attorney's cost be mingled into then the, the entire care, the, the entire matter when it comes to maintenance? I can obviously not speak for other attorneys and how they deal with matters. I can say that the last matter that I have dealt with, we part of our application that we lodged to court is that we requested the court to grant an order that the respondent, the person who simply stopped paying maintenance, that he was liable for my client's legal costs. Sure. And has, has that cost been covered or is this case still currently uh, at the courts? Not as yet. Unfortunately, it takes quite a bit of time to to get the cost tax and to you know get the funds in. And especially now with the current pandemic, the courts are not functioning as they did before all of this drama.
What then happens, Shani, if, uh, you know, since we know that due to COVID, courts are not functioning, what happens then when the child who is waiting for this particular papgeld, as we call it, um, is still not receiving income and they don't, there's no means of survival? Sorry, are you referring to the child that is waiting to pay or in the fact where there is a father that is not able to pay at all? The child that's waiting to pay while the court is still going through the processes? Well, the court is going through the processes. However, the urgent court remains open. If you are able to state to a court that a matter is of such urgency that it can simply not wait for a few weeks or months to pass, then the court's doors are always open to hear those type of matters. Let's go to a voice note. Remember that you can also um, send your voice note on 0614-104-107 and ask your questions. I've got Shani Fanikerk, who is Senior Associate and Family Law Specialist at Adams and Adams Attorneys. You can also call us on 0891-104-207 or 011-714-4045. Good evening, Patricia, and good evening to your guest, Tapelo here. I want to know if it's true that if a man doesn't work, his parents will automatically inherit the responsibility of taking care of the child, of his child, to be precise. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tapelo. Uh, Shani, um, is it true that uh, the parents or the grandparents, in this case, of the child would have the responsibility of taking care of the child if the father is not working? Yes. If a court has found that the biological mother and father is not able to make payment of maintenance and to maintain a child, that liability will fall over to the grandparents. It's, however, important to remember that both the maternal and paternal grandparents will be held liable for maintenance, and that will only happen once a court has determined that the biological mother and father are unable to make any payments. So it must be both parents who are unable to make payment, not just the father? Yes, not simply just the father, yes. So if the mother is able to uh, look after the children to some extent and the father is not able to, then would the grandparents then be exempt? Yes, at that stage, yes. Mm. I've got here on my uh, WhatsApp um, anonymous saying, Sasa must not support those who have children. Let them take the fathers to court before they support them and let the court give the mother papers so the court, there is a case against the father. So, yeah, I don't. is it possible that, you know, the social grant does not get paid out to children who have fathers who have the potential to support them? I have not seen that happening in practice, I must honestly say. Okay, um, let's take a bit of a breather. Late Night Conversations. Late Night Conversations. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight.
Late night conversations on SAFM. We are looking at legal issues here, and I've got Shani Fani Gerk, who is a senior associate and family law specialist at Adams and Adams Attorneys. We are looking at uh, payment holidays for maintenance in South Africa under the current COVID nineteen lockdown situation. Here, anonymous says, "Good evening. Is there a step by which I, as a mother, can claim for back payment for my six year old child, and what are the legal implications for that?" It is always possible to approach a court with an arrear maintenance claim. However, what makes it a bit tricky is that if there was never an order granted in the first place, it's very difficult to prove in a court what had to be paid over a course of four or five years. Arrear maintenance can only be determined when you know what the amount is that the person was supposed to pay and for how many years or months that amount was not paid. If there was never an agreement or an order stating what should be paid, that type of back pay maintenance becomes an almost impossible matter to prove in court. Hmm. Let's go to a voice note now. Hi, Tabitha. Good evening. My name is Leon and I'm from Ahudbay, Cape Town. Uh, thank you for the nice conversation or the topic. I would believe there is various factors to be... T- taken in consideration when dealing with maintenance uh, payment or maintenance problems, I should say. One, how effective is the court in dealing with this? And my response would be no. Two, how willing is the father or the respondent for payment? And then you would find out in your lower income groups that your respondent is really not I would say in the mood of payment uh, because you will get people that are two years, three years in in arrears. And dealing with a maintenance court is like dealing with a mountain that you cannot climb. So uh, the effects of course needs to be upgraded. And I believe the garnishing orders to the respondents need to come back. Thank you. Thank you very much, Leon. Uh, Shani, I think, uh, can you perhaps uh, give some commentary around Leon's uh, um, couple of points? Yes, I will. Some of his points were a bit unclear, so I'm not entirely sure. It is true that approaching a maintenance court is an absolute beast of its own, and I would recommend that if you approach a maintenance court, it is easier to take an attorney with you who understands the process and understands which steps to take. However, even in the in the most strictest lockdown levels, level five, the maintenance courts were, you know, working at that stage. Mm. The maintenance courts are accessible to people and are quite cheap. In fact, it could be free if you approach those courts without an attorney. However, if the maintenance court is not bringing you any joy, the high court remains open should there be enough facts to make a matter urgent enough for a high court to deal with. I do agree. Personally, I think a garnishy order is a, is a great way to, to enforce and ensure that maintenance payments are made. Once again, I think it has fizzled out a bit due to the tedious nature and process thereof. Let's move to other voice notes. situation where the divorce decree dictated that the father should have custody of the children. It was given, but the children 
never agreed to go to the father. They stayed with the, their mother. Is the father liable for maintenance? Or should the decision be reversed? Does that mean that during that process, the father cannot be held liable for any maintenance because the divorce decree is such that the, the mother should pay maintenance? Is that true? Thank you very much, Anonymous Shani. Now, in the case uh, that Anonymous has um, painted for us, what would uh, the right scenario be? That is unfortunately true. Very often people amend court orders by themselves over time. However, when it comes to a point where you have to approach a court, a court will look at what the court order states. The reasonable thing of the father in those circumstances would have been to say, I understand that the children are now not with me, but that I should contribute towards their maintenance. However, the court looks at the facts, and the facts are that the court order states that the mother was supposed to pay maintenance and not the father. And unfortunately, in those circumstances, parties should rather approach a court and an attorney to amend the court order to state what the true facts are. Okay. Uh, yeah, these, the, the, these cases become very, very complicated, especially in this one where Anonymous says that the children are the ones who decided to stay with the mother as opposed to what the court had said. So clearly the courts didn't really consult with the children or maybe at that time the children um, did not express themselves and now that they are older they can make a decision. So it does become very tricky. Let me go to this particular one with Anonymous. Anonymous is saying that I have a different issue. An ex-girlfriend of mine fell pregnant and gave birth but gave responsibility to another guy but since she was dating the two of us at the same time how do I go about getting a paternity test done as we are not in contact with each other she completely shut me out I'm very concerned about the child's welfare and would love to provide for the child if I'm the father yes definitely I understand that um, the individual would want to contribute if it is his biological child. However, if it's not his child, I also understand that he does not feel the need to contribute towards that child. The Children's Act makes provision for parties to demand that a paternity test be taken. The best way, once again, would be to approach an attorney who can assist with making those arrangements. Voice note, please. Hi, Patricia, good evening. You are speaking to Budingongi here. Uh, Petty, can you quickly ask uh, your guest, in a situation where whether you, you are married or not married to a partner, you are staying together in the same place, having uh, with your two kids, all, all, all the staff. Bidi, bidi, here's your... your, your your, your partner leaving you for another uh, man and then the next thing he, she approaches the court for you to pay maintenance in that instance are you allowed or can you ask the court to give you children rather so then she can um, go and stay with whoever she wants to stay with 
instead of you paying maintenance, which you don't even believe at, at, some, at times that uh, it will really maintain the children or it will maintain the, 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 the new boyfriend. Thank you very much, uh, Betty. It's Budi Gongi, Johannesburg Central. Thank you very much, Budi. Uh, Shani, let's uh, close off with that one. Uh, so, I'm sure you've heard Budi's uh, concern and his question. I did. Very often, I explain to my clients that they should make a clear distinguishment between maintenance and contact. Regardless of whether you see your child or whether you have contact with your child, your liability to make payment of maintenance does not go away. Of course, if a father feels that it would be in the best interest for the children to stay with him, he can approach a court to do that at any time. However, a court will not award a father, for example, with primary residence for the sole reason that he does not wish to pay maintenance to the mother. Regardless of where the children stay, whether it's with him, with the mother, or with the third party, the biological parents will always remain liable for maintenance towards the child. Shani, thank you so very much for enlightening us on this. But uh, the one thing that I, I take from our conversation is the fact that for those who are paying maintenance, there is no payment holiday because of COVID-19. People should still honor their uh, arrangement, especially uh, to maintain their children and vulnerable partners. Of course. Excellent. Thank you so very much. Uh, before I let you go, Shani, could you give us perhaps your website if people want to be in touch with you? Yes. Um, listeners can just Google Adams and Adams Attorneys and follow the link to Family Law. My details are available on the Adams and Adams website underneath Family Law. And my name is Shani Fannikash. Thank you so very much, Shani. Have a good evening further. Good. Thank you. Have a lovely evening.